0: Hey, welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel. Thank you so much for listening. This episode is great. We have Ryan DeWitt and special co-host Brandon Fishwick. Brandon Fishwick has been on the show three times prior. You could find him as our second guest. There's a return of Brandon Fishwick, and he also appeared on our episode Bob's Burgers, A Love Story. His first episode, we talk politics mostly. Second episode, we talk mostly music. And then the third episode is all about uh, with him with Bob's Burger. And now Brandon came back to co-host Ryan and I and Brandon have been trying to set this up for a while and just were unable to do it, uh, largely because of my schedule and we had booked it and then I couldn't do it. And then I kind of put it on the back burner and then I finally was like, Hey guys, can we do this day? And Ryan and Brandon were like as cool as cucumbers are like, Sure. And they brought snacks. Uh, both Ryan and Brandon, we had like pizza and chicken wings and popcorn, which we eat during the episode, and it was delicious. Uh, excuse me, I have a bit of a cold in the episode. Uh, this one's a little rare. We have recorded this on Saturday. This episode's a little rare, because I actually recorded this on Saturday the 22nd. It's being posted today, the 24th of November. Usually our the episodes get recorded, and usually a few weeks to a month go by before they actually go up. But I didn't have any backed up. Um, A little bit about me, in case you guys are wondering. I just got back from Italy. It was one of the best experiences of my entire life. I went on a a belated honeymoon with my beautiful wife, Victoria. I went to Florence. Uh, We stayed in Tuscany, visited Florence, Pisa, Lucca, and stayed in a town called Montecatini. Uh, I really encourage anyone to travel and take a trip. Even if you can't afford to go international, even if it's just like a town over, find that one thing that you wanted to do and then just do it. Um, You know, make it work. This was something I've been wanting to do for years, so I'm glad I got to do it. But, you know, if you live close to New York and you never go into one place in New York or Boston, just go to that place or just find the thing that you want to do and do it. And it really does change your life perspective. I still processing that experience of Italy was fucking incredible. And it worked out really well that I, um, since we've spoken last, two episodes have gone up. Please go back and check out uh, Adam Lash, or the comedian, and Andy Tabar of the Flaming Tsunamis and Compassion Company. Those are two amazing episodes that were just, I, I just thought they were incredible. And I think this one as well. Uh, we have started a Facebook. There is now a Let's Chat Twitter page at Let's Chat Podcast on the Twitter, please follow us it's uh it's pretty fun and you can like us on facebook at facebook.com slash let's chat and since i've and uh today was actually the first day of my new job so it was a a, a, a busy few weeks recently i uh I w- got offered a new position I walked away from i left my old one had two weeks off and spent a week of it in Italy and uh, another few days here at home. And I'm uh, I'm sick because of it. Well, thank you so much for listening. Ryan, uh, Brandon are definitely coming back on. I think you're going to like this episode. Ryan, I call him out in the beginning for being more of like a masculine guest. And he likes more, I guess you'd call traditionally male things. Such a funny, sweet, smart, nice guy. And we talk about gun control a little bit. And I think it was important to like have someone on who has a different opinion than me. And... Just because someone thinks differently doesn't mean you're wrong. And uh, I've, I thought about a lot of what Ryan said, and I'm, you know, I've, I feel differently than I did from the beginning of this. And we don't even talk about guns all that much. We talk about a lot of other stuff. But I just, I loved it. And Brandon was just a fucking amazing co-host. He brought snacks, fair stuff, and he knew how to keep the conversation going. And I hope just to see those guys, just to hang out slash record more, but or even just to hang. Thank you for listening. I'm gonna stop rambling, and here's your episode with Ryan Duet and Brendan Fishwick. Now
1: I'm in because
0: tight. get paid, blow like the world Born the opposite of when I used to eat sardines for dinner.
1: what?
0: What are we in right now? Because I want the viewers to... <laughs> listeners, if anyone's listening to this, we are literally recording in a shed, and it's amazing. But it's a man cave. It's man town. You're not even kidding. There's, like, man stuff for men.
2: Yes, sir. We got some trains, some old cars Old Coke, yep. a cola. All kinds of old memorabilia. Some planes.
0: Well, that that's what I kind of didn't write down. Um, you're definitely one of the more... Mas- you're probably our most masculine guest yet. I don't know if that means a lot. <laughs> No offense, Brandon, <laughs> but we did do an episode about cartoons more than, <laughs> but yeah, this is fucking cool. I, oh man, I can't wait to have like a house and have like a, a man area cause I want to make like a home
2: studio, but right now it's my bedroom. Yep. <laughs> Everybody needs an area and a man cave isn't so much have to be what this is, which is, you know, all my old cars and things like that. It's just stuff and you tools like. and stuff, but for you, it could be your man cave, your recording studio with. A mini fridge with snacks in it. Oh, I love snacks. It can be whatever you want it to be. That's why, if you're the man, it's your cave, it's your man cave. Right
0: now, it's a TV with a PlayStation and then a TV table for a computer. Yep. PlayStation 3.
2: Everybody needs their own getaway. I beat
0: Grand Theft Auto 5 and then I just beat Batman Arkham Asylum.
2: I want to play that Grand
0: Theft Auto 5. Dude, it's so sick. Do you play? No. It's so fucking sick. It's... Kids shouldn't play that game, but I'm not a kid, so I'm not gonna go on a rail against that game. It's so fucking fun. You play three different characters. like there's three different storylines that all intertwine and you play all three characters. And uh <laughs> the guy Trevor, the like the redneck guy, like you'll come to when you switch characters, he's always naked and he's always drunk and he's like Ugh. like sometimes you kinda of come to the character and he's like choking somebody. He's like uh what happened? <laughs>
2: No, that's a video game right there. Yeah,
0: are you? I don't play games a ton though. I'll like play one game, and I'll play obsessively for a month, and then I don't play. I won't touch the PlayStation for like three
2: months. It's true. There's definitely those few select games that you got to play, but other than that, you're not going to play. Like, never mind.
0: I know this guy over here is a, more of an analog gamer.
3: I haven't played. Wow. Uh, no, I haven't played like a platformer, you know, console video game in like five six years. Really? But you're still D and Ding. Yeah, I went to a comic, <laughs> like a,
0: a official like comic book store, where they set up like D and D games to buy the Bob's Burgers comic book, and they didn't have it. And uh, they were nice, but I felt like I was talking to the comic book guy from The Simpsons. Mm, we don't have those childish comics. He's the only Carol <laughs> Marvel in underground and Underground and stuff. I was like, okay. The guy was nice, but I definitely projected that like Simpsons esque. Uh, thing i'm interested to kind
2: of hear about this bob's burgers it's what awesome is Bob's burgers? you would like it what is it
0: it's a cartoon on fox on sunday nights and it's about a family and they run like a failing burger restaurant and bob is kind of like a lower class slob and the kids are just random like it's, it's so funny
2: is it like south park
0: no a bit um it reminds me of the simpsons and king of the hill
2: yeah, yeah, that's what I kind of pictured it as. Did you like King of the Hill? That's not what I watched usually. I'm going to put my jacket.
3: King of the Hill was one of those shows when I was growing up I didn't like very much or I didn't make a point to watch. But now I watch the uh, reruns and it's one of my favorites. They just nail so many little funny, you know, topics in the most off-kilter ways. But it's like grounded in reality still. It definitely shows
0: like life in Texas which i think is really interesting because i think texas has a way to personify itself as a certain thing but i guess ultimately it's like anywhere in the country but like in the in bob's burgers like they're it's very reality based but like it's just fucking funny the kids are so ridiculous it's not like super outlandish or like dirty like south park which i also love south park this new season has just been not even fair how good it is (laughs) are you watching
3: the south park
0: I've been watching it on Hulu, so I'm watching like the next day. They just watched the drone episode. <laughs>
3: <laughs> neighborhood drone neighborhood program. Drone, and
0: then, like Randy is spying. They end up making a drone neighborhood watch with more drones, and then the neighborhood watch just spy. It's all about making fun of that poor woman's vagina. <laughs> Her bush. <laughs> It was fine before that, but oh my god, it's so funny! And then the transgendered bathroom one, where they end up, the plot, the punchline is like, we should make a separate bathroom for people who are not comfortable with uh, someone who is transgender in it. It's, I don't know. It was just really funny.
2: See, like, I watch those things if they're on, and if I'm hanging out with, say, if I go over to your house, and you're like, yeah. oh, you know, you put on South Park on Netflix. Like, I'm gonna yeah. sit there and I'm gonna watch it, and you know what? I'm gonna damn enjoy it.
0: Yeah, but you just won't sit out. And but if it. if
2: I was at home, I wouldn't flick through the TV looking for one of my favorite shows and just happen to land on South Park and consider that one. So of
0: them. And that's what I wrote down. What do you land on? Because you like all those cool. All, uh, man shows, I'll call them like Alaska Fisherman, ice road trucker. I, are these all real shows? Yeah, yeah. They, I don't have they're cable anymore. Real shows,
2: you know, the Alaska, the Last Frontier, solid show. Yukon men, things like that. down yeah. in Stickering. Um And I also like the Pawn Stars. You know, you definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. I like I all, like all these shows stars. because you learn a lot from them. You know, I mean, I think that it's useful information.
0: I like I like Pawn Stars actually. If if I have ca- if I'm like at my parents' house and with cable, and it's on.
2: You don't think and you just get to see some cool shit. And you definitely learn a lot because, uh, you know, I did a lot of, well, I still do a lot of trading. I'm definitely into the trading oh, yeah. and everything like that. So, <laughs> I'm just I mean, it's, hey, hey, man, listen, you can watch TV, get a little bit of knowledge, and generate a, a decent income off of it.
0: Can I, I mention a funny story? When I, when I first met, So, we all at one point were co workers, and now we're just friends, which is adorable. <laughs> but, um,. I remember, like, when the first times I met you, maybe the first like week, you're like, oh, "We don't work there. We can the hell we want." You were on eBay looking at like some motorcycle or something, and then you were going to buy it for a very low price, and you were like haggling on the phone with some guy. You bought it for a pretty low price, and you have the know how and skill to fix things up, and then you did. And by the end of that month, that motorcycle turned into like a fucking boat.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it was before you worked there, but that, that continued on when you were there too, Brandon. But every time Ryan would come in, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna buy," you know, man talk. And then all of a sudden, he'd come by, he's like, oh, "I got the sick uh, pontoon." And you're like what and then you'd get sick of it and then you would trade it for something
2: else or sell it true i I think i spent a lot of money on registering things (laughs) you know i made i made some decent amount of money off of it the best little adventure i ever had with trading was that my mother had given me my old truck she signed the title over to me and i was happy as pigs and shit swear to god i never sell it a couple weeks later my friend comes up to me and he's got a dodge ram 3500 with a diesel in it and he's like you want to trade and i'm like (laughs) This freaking Howdy duty of Wooden Balls Man, you know. <laughs> like, I traded that real quick. Took that truck, built it into a dump truck. You know, it was it was all there, you know, cab and <laughs> chassis. You know, slapped it into a dump truck oh. real quick, welded some freaking gussips on it, and nice little cradle for the thing to come down and sit inside. The only thing it didn't have was a piston to lift it up. <laughs> but I popped it on Craigslist. I was like, you know what, screw it. Put a couple new batteries in it, changed out the fuel tank, just did a few little, you know, minor things. Wow. Put it on there. Guy calls me two days later. He has a 1995 Now, this is just before Ford took over Jaguar, so it was an original Jaguar. Um, It was a 95 Jaguar XJR. It was the straight six with a supercharger in it. Made about 340 horsepower, so I swapped that with him real quick. (laughs) So now I got myself a Jaguar. Wow. Started off with an eight hundred dollar truck. I'm sitting on probably about a five thousand dollar Jaguar. Came with wow. the original window sticker of sixty five thousand dollars.
3: Jesus. Now Ryan is like super into this stuff, but like half the things he just said, I have no appreciation for.
2: <laughs> like no. this was the last year
3: <laughs> of this Jaguar or something. No, you know, just it's That's, lost a, big, that's a big deal Fishwick. <laughs> yeah. But
2: I think everyone, especially when you're trying to generate a profit off of it,
0: I think that that's what happens in culture. Like. There's a, like, nerd was always a term to describe things that, like, people, like, the way you talk about um, cars is the way thy brother-in-law talks about Star Wars, except I think yours is a little more practical. That's sad. <laughs> but it, you find what you like, and you, you fucking, I think you have that same trait as Brandon and I, when you find something you like, it's like an obsession, and fucking, but you like cars, fucking blinders up, I'm gonna know, lo- dude, you know how to fucking, like, probably, you talk about car stuff, i like, well, huh? Uh, You said jaguar, I'm like I know what that is. I like pissed it, and I was like thinking of the movie Cars. I was like, no, probably not that. (laughs) It's funny. It's like you and like and then that's a fucking man. You have a skill. I, I,
2: yeah, but you know what? Like I can't.
0: I mean, I I can't
2: uh, do like ridiculous things. You know, basic. You know, mechanics, is Yeah, but Yeah, uh,
0: but especially this millennial generation, and I'm including myself, who can't do anything. If you could change your oil, that's, like, old-timey nowadays.
2: It's true. I feel like to get you driving, you know, even your learner's permit, you should definitely have to know, like, a few basic, yeah. you know, safety measures that you have to take with your car. Like, know how to check your brakes and, you know, know if you need pads or whatever. AAA? Or, yeah. <laughs> that's what I have. But, you know what? It's true. People have AAA and every, every other type of modern convenience today, which... You're definitely maybe is the reason why the society is. That's
0: that's the down. Well, there is. uh, I mean, we're not that hunter gatherer society anymore. But you love. Like you're like that kind of you like to make things and do things with your hand. I'm, I like to make a digital podcast. You like to fix cars and do things that can make money. <laughs> yeah, I only
2: do that because I'm not probably good at making a digital podcast. Yeah,
0: I think it's cool. I, I have such respect like for people who, like do woodworking and carpeting and like, and that's such an art form. And I wish that because people don't give that stuff enough credit. But if you're making something, that's art. It's true. Like or
2: building something or your but...
0: like, construction is art. I mean, I, there's a plan in place, obviously for safety codes, blah 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 blah. But that's art. Like what you were doing. Doing is you're creating stuff you don't maybe not look at it as such
2: yeah but you do the same thing yeah well yeah, you know? it's just but, different yeah but everybody knows how to do different things yeah it's funny because you know like you said there was there was a point in time about you know four years ago where none of us knew each other existed and you know yeah. it just so happens that we you know we all had the same job and now we're friends but every each one of us is to the next extreme different you know, oh yeah like not a, None of us are even have... Like, we have some common similarities, obviously, <laughs> that make us friends. But other than that, everybody's, like, as different as Oh, fun, yeah. You know?
0: So this shed we're sitting in, you could build this. I know you didn't, but you could.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty easy. Yeah, I could <laughs> it. But there's nope. nothing to it. But, like, if no, you there's... were to say, Ryan, build a house by yourself, i like, need some help.
0: Yeah, I think everyone would. If you said, Chris, buy a house, I'd be like, uh, that's kind of hard. If you, building sounds even harder. So where does that love of, like... The olden times of, like, that...
2: Is that the right word? You know what I mean? Like, building stuff. Your primitive ways. Your primitive
0: ways. Is that because you're from Douglas? Like, here's... A, and you're our third guest from Douglas, by the way. I was supposed to mention that earlier. Oh, who was the first Chris two? Chris Pullen and yeah. Jimmy Marks. Yeah, yeah. And they said true. we should all sit down, the three of us, and you guys complain about Douglas, and there's I was like... A, there's not that much to say. And I was like, well, that would not go over as well as you would think, as not many people know where we are. <laughs>
2: and that's, that's, you know, that's, yeah. that's what makes it what it is <laughs> that's, you know? but
0: this is a woodsy i i feel like i'm in vermont but in massachusetts yeah I,
2: I always call it my Maine away from maine yes yep. I mean there's
0: a beautiful lake right there the drive up here like i live in the city and then, like coming up here after like north smithfield i didn't see like much until a couple small towns like it was like very new englandy it was very nice it is lovely up here yeah i
2: really like it it's nothing like you know <laughs> it's not providence or boston no or no that's because i'd have a, a panic attack like you'd read about and yeah you know it wouldn't be okay.
0: I like I like both. I went to school in the country. Like, I lived in Vermont for a while, and like I got sick of the country, and now I like the city. But I don't know. Brian uh, went to get his,
3: <laughs> his coat. <The> <laughs> so
0: are you uh do you not fix
3: cars yourself, Brandon? No, um, I mean, I've done enough like little projects and like little fixer uppers, like day to day things in my life. But uh, I don't consider myself like mechanically inclined, so. For the most part, like, when it comes to my car and stuff, I opt for a professional because I share the road with millions of people. <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
0: Uh, so you like to build worlds in Dungeons & Dragons where Ryan builds cars. Huh? Do you not play D&D anymore?
3: No, I do. I just, I don't... Wait. I don't. Cons- I wouldn't like. I like D and D, but I'm not about D and D the same way rides about cars. I'm no. not sure it's that intense or nearly as practical. It's well, it's right. a it's a hobby like I'm into, but it doesn't it it doesn't consume me. i you know I don't consider myself a pro at it. I just enjoy it when I get the chance to yeah, play. Yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, growing up in Douglas, is that the culture that like you're you're basically Tim Allen. Oh, uh, not Tim Allen. Tim, the Toolman Taylor from Home Improvement, yeah, like, I don't feel like that. No, I mean? well, I'm to kind of... us because we don't know anyone else like you. <laughs> I don't I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate. That. You're my t- uh, Tim, you're the you're closest to Tim the Toolman Taylor, except you don't fuck up as much as that guy.
2: Yeah, but I don't even like do stuff on the regular. You know what I mean? I like, up. and and I wouldn't say I wouldn't even consider myself anywhere close to being a professional. Put your mic up, of this. up here. Um, oh, I yeah. just do it because it's fun. Yeah, I, I just enjoy it just the same way as everybody, you know, enjoys something in their life. You know? And it's useful.
3: It, it, is, it is really yeah. useful. Like I'm really proud when I can figure out projects <laughs> by myself. And usually I'll like fuck up and have to do things a couple times over. But you know, because I don't consider myself like hands-on inclined. But you know, you just try at something and you take your time. You usually figure it out. George Parks and Rec? Either of you?
0: No. Nick Offerman's the actor. He's actually an actual woodworker on there. But, like, I've heard him talk, and he goes on rants about, like, the importance of knowing how to do stuff with your hands. Like, he made his, he actually made his own canoe.
2: Yeah. You know what? There's actually there's a place, and one guy up in Maine where I have uh, a couple of summer homes, um, he makes these canoes. They're lake canoes. They're about 22 feet long. Wow. And you can put, you know, up to, a, I think, about a 20-horsepower motor on them. They're pretty cool, but you know, just to make something like that, like I never could do that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, I could never do that. That's an art form. Um, but Maine is the final frontier. It's true. It's, it's the, definitely my home away from home. It's the
0: Star Trek of the country. <laughs>
2: you know what they say? It's East Coast Alaska. I was actually thinking
0: yep. that I've never been past Blue Hill, and I went to Blue Hill once, and it was like six hours away. And I looked at the map, and we were barely even into Maine.
2: Yeah, it's a huge state. Yeah, Maine's like the
3: size of the rest of New England, isn't it? Yeah. Like, what if, is it it? Were, if it were put together. Yeah.
0: Nine hours from the bottom to the top? Oh, yeah? Is that how far it is? Like, if you're going from, like, Portland to, like, well, what's it, the last town before Canada if you just did straight? It's, it's
2: Aristote County. Yeah. Um, I I'm not sure of the specific town, but in, the, in that county, it's Aristote County, I believe. Well, I believe. Are
0: there parts of Maine where they don't even name the towns because it's just so rural? I'm not sure. I've always heard that. Like okay. I have cousins who live in I think now they're they used to be up by Lincolnville. Lincoln? Yeah. Yeah. On the water. But okay. now they're closer to Portland.
2: Yeah. Portland's definitely it's a nice city. Loved it. Yeah, it's really I nice. Really
0: living.
3: I have not been to Maine. I really want to
2: what? go. What?
0: You know, I didn't go until a few years ago. It's it's Are you serious? I, yeah, I haven't yeah. been to
3: Maine, Ryan. What's wrong?
0: <laughs> I never went until a few <laughs> Don't years take ago. Have you to Maine. been to the Cape at least? Yeah, I've
3: been to the Cape. Okay. I'm not a big fan of the Cape.
2: Yeah. Me yeah. neither, actually. It's not, there's nothing about the Cape, though. Yeah. Happens.
3: It's people. If in you're Massach- old
2: and rich, and rich, I guess. Or, yeah. Or, then, then, yeah. Then the Cape's for you.
0: But I, people in Massachusetts have this obsession and, like, they love, oh, the Cape, the Cape. And I mean, I, I grew up growing there with vacation with my family. So Victoria from Jersey went with her. we She came with us one year and, like, she was in the Jersey Shore and She's like, this place fucking sucks. Everything closes at 10. There's no boardwalk, there's nothing to do.
3: And not only that, but I mean, I was really young the only time I went with, like, our family tried, like, a little summer weekend, and it was absolutely miserable. We made no, we had never made a plan to go back since, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and I have friends who are like, oh, how long has it been since the cape? And I'm like, Actually, it's been about twelve years. Like twelve years since the it cave.
2: <laughs> it's a lovely place and a pain in the ass on Lin- know, like Memorial Day or oh, something like that. Fuck that! I remember.
0: My parents are like those people were obsessed with it. Like that's their getaway.
3: I was like, yeah, you know, that's that's cool. But when we went there, I remember like a lot of the nice beach terrain was private. I think that's
0: inner Cape, the outer Cape but yeah, I think you might be right. I think you're right. Like
3: I I I don't pretend like I got really far like deep into the Cape. We were like on one of the outer Cape Towns along the ocean. Mm. But like I just remember like like I grew up in Florida when I was really, really little. Like I was raised there the first six years of my life, so I guess I just took for granted that like even a public beach was like this, you know, pretty beachy territory. Like everything that was nice, in the part that we visited was private. You know, you just left had
2: the leftovers from yeah. the
0: public. And you and you like Portland, and you're not a city guy. Portland,
2: Maine. Yeah, I realize that. No, that's not exactly what I said. No, I said I, I, I said I think, it's a nice city. I think. Well, I
0: think it's it, nice. It's nice it's,
2: looking as you're driving by. It, yeah, but it,
0: it, it's not overwhelming. Like I think Providence. It's kind is. of like
2: Middletown. Connecticut, Connecticut. yeah it's small it, I right. like Middletown I could do something like that if I, if I was lives. you know a little ways outside it
0: yeah my brother lives in Middletown and I think Portland is cool it's not it was like not even half a million people I don't think it's anything close to that oh, no
3: I, I think sorry. it's but, like you're probably talking like maybe 50-60 thousand yeah. people in yeah. Portland I think you're right
0: and it does, and really cool food scene. Like, there's a lot of delicious, like, unique foods, a
2: lot of good music. I've, I've only driven by it. I've never it, uh, actually gone there, yeah.
0: It's definitely worth po- popping in for, because it's not overwhelming, but I'm sure... It, but, you know, it sucks, though, when you're traveling. I'm guessing if you're going up to all the way where your, your summer homes are, you can't, like, park your car with all your shit in it and go explore, because you're, like, trying to get somewhere.
2: Well, that, and, you know... With having Gavin, we go at, oh, night, yeah. at night, so he sleeps the whole way there just because it's a uh, long ride. Yeah. So, I mean, to go stop there would be kind of – Yeah. it wouldn't be – That's the downside of, like, travel. And I just want to get there. I just want to get to the houses and – How far
0: is your house from that part of, of Portland area? Uh, so you're hitting Portland, already, you, like, two more hours or,
2: like, eight? Uh, I think it's uh, – oh, well, it's about four hours from here to Portland. Yeah. And then it's probably another – Three and a half from Portland. So
0: you're seeing Portland, and you're not even like where you even close. You're I'm like, like
2: halfway at Portland. Fuck. Yeah. Wow.
0: So you're near Canada?
2: Yeah, right on the border, of Canada. Half, you know, one of my houses is on a lake, and uh, half the lakes in Canada. How is it? Oh, really? Yeah, half the lake. So there's international waters on the lake, but you're allowed to boat in Canada. <sighs> mm-hmm. But if you step on Canadian soil, you're done. Do you? And for like
0: tax purposes, do you pay anything to Canada, or is it just your? It's an no. American house. I don't know how anything border works. No, no. What a just... boring question. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's get here and talk about international taxes, guys. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> no, Brandon, this isn't your podcast, Fishwick. <laughs> this isn't right, C-SPAN
3: right. <laughs> international trade policy. We'll put it to the side, put it to the side. <laughs> but, uh,
0: <laughs> I, I, so what part is that like new Brunswick or
2: yeah, it's new Brunswick, Canada. Have you ever been out there, is yeah. it cool? Yep. Yeah. Back in there. the day before nine 11, you used to just be able to kind of like free float into Canada. Um, Yeah. So the road that goes to the driveway to one of the summer houses, uh, if you keep following that road straight for about a mile, is one little border stop with, you know, it's like one little hut thing with a guy in there and, you know, whatever, whatever. And before 9-11, you used to be able to go back and forth to just your driver's license and your birth certificate. Yeah. Uh, so you used to go there all the time.
0: Then you need a passport.
2: And now you need a passport, and, you know, there's a dam there, too, for the lake, and you used to be able to walk back and forth across the dam lake, it'll would be like, oh, I'm in Canada. No, I'm in the United States. Oh, that's so cool. But since then, they've put us, you know, uh, gates up and things like that. I think
0: that. it was even, because it, it was a little bit after 9-11, too, because I was like, in like 2004, I got in and out of Canada with just a license. Yeah. I think it might have been like 05, but it, 9-11 was like the, everything, all that stuff, ID stuff changed. What, I just came back from Italy, and so like we had to do a layover in, in Belgium. And like to do it, it was not... I didn't have to... And so you just I did the immigration stuff, and I get on the plane and go to Milan, or I don't even know what town. They, you know how airports say they're in one town? I don't know what town we're in. So coming back into the United States, for anyone who was doing a layover, or um, a transfer in the States, you have to take your luggage off of the flight you just did, and then recheck it through the United States airport security. Really? But doing that in, like, other country, Like, just flying in this country compared to other countries is so different. I didn't have to take my shoes off. I didn't have to go through any body scanners. Um, That's kind of nerve-wracking. They, they don't do
3: anything. Well, you know how, like, you're usually going through the airport security checkpoint, and they have, like, one of the extra security guys, like, repeatedly saying, like, what the protocol is yeah. so that, like... By the time you get there, you know you have to take your personal electronics out. You have to take your shoes off so it goes smoother. I remember on my recent business trip in the summer, we were coming back through Baltimore. And then the line I was going through... There was nobody doing that, you know. I'm sure the rules were posted in a couple of places, yeah. but it, it was such a heavy traffic there, and I was standing in line for Forever. for like 20 minutes, slowly moving. So by the time that we, I actually got to the checkpoint, I did everything else, but took my laptop out of my bag. Yep. And then you know they're like, "Sir," and they were like closing it on me, and I was like, I, "No, no, what's going on?" They're like, "You forgot to take your laptop out," and I was like okay but you know i'm just so used to you know when they do it right they're constantly telling people what you got to do and mm-hmm. then like that time i f- felt almost like criminal when they approached me they're just like you forgot to take your laptop out which turned into a show for like five minutes you know
0: because i i'm like i don't fly a lot this is, this is like my third time in an airplane maybe fourth so i i don't know the rules but you know the weird thing about the italian the airport in italy though there's like i didn't see it here because we flew out of new jersey and newark didn't see it there but i sat there there was just like whatever their version of the military is with Big ass A K forty sevens walking around in dogs. What do they call it in Italy? I'm sorry, I don't know, they're military. Militar uh, mil- mil- cl- mil- Militario <laughs> Militario. Militario. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But it was it was fucking it was cool. I forgot what I was talking about. What a it's a nice country. If anyone ever has a chance to go go there, but it's a long ass flight. So what was like
3: a, name a couple of your favorite parts of the trip?
0: Oh man, uh florent just being uh well seeing the statue of david really just blew my fucking mind like i really like i old jumped. i don't know i i don't want to oh, how old as shit <laughs> i don't know i think it's like 14 15 1600s yeah you know in that few hundred years which was cool before the room there was a bunch of old michelangelo statues yeah that's him right Michelangelo, Michelangelo uh, statues he had started that he didn't finish because the pope that at the time commissioned him to do and then made him do something else. So there's a bunch of his unfinished work. And I guess them they said that David was supposed to go on top of something so it was supposed to be seen from afar, and that's why he's like not proportionately right. Which I don't know if I took a picture of his testicles, like a close-up picture of his balls, and I bought a magnet with just his balls on it. <laughs> it says uh, Florence on it. Uh, the tower. <laughs> And seeing the Leaning Tower Pisa was cool. Like, the town itself. is that
2: sucker got like, leaning, leaning? Yeah. Or is it just, like, one of those optical illusions?
0: No, it really is. It's something with the soil and the...
3: Yeah, you put up a picture on Facebook. Oh, like and, like, it was a really good picture because, like, you saw how far <laughs> leading it was so compared to, like, the rest of the flag. So ground. was it going to
2: fall or was it not going to fall? There was no, like, tour for it.
0: It was weird. You just walk into this area... And it's like 18 euro to like just to climb it, and then that's all there was. So I don't know. I didn't know any of the history.
2: How much is 18 euro in the US?
0: Uh, like 20 something. The euro is kicking our ass, is what I was told. You know what really blew my mind? I went in there with this view that everyone, I'm going to get called out. They're all going to know I'm American. Almost everybody thought I was from England. I was like, oh, yeah,
3: that's a lot closer. <laughs> I wonder what that means, though.
2: Yeah.
0: what does that mean my horrible Tadam. accent uh what being american or being english? like that
3: like what's the difference to some of the italians like perceiving you as english rather than american that's well, think, what i'm interested because in. i
0: would try to greet every like, i and it, where we were in italy and tuscany like you could talk most really where we were is english speaking or as mostly the second language like you can get by but the thing is, like, they want it's it's courtesy to at least try Italian. So uh, you, you greet everyone be like "Buongiorno." Victoria got it really well, and that she would have like sunglasses and a scarf, and she started to like look it. So she would kind of walk in <laughs> and like do like this little like she would kind of like tits up and be like shoulders out like. Bongiorno, and they would like Talk to her And they'd like and, was, and then they'd start Talking to her And then I'd be behind her And I would go <laughs> And then they'd say English yes Where are you from England UK Like states And they're like Okay okay <laughs> States <laughs> United <laughs> Like United States I And mean, some people knew Where we were from But it was But then it was either You're from New York Or you're a cowboy That was like the two things Hell yes and I was like Well not really I'm from Rhode Island And
3: people in my own country Don't know where that is <laughs> true. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no. anyone passes. Yeah, that's where I'd be, like, hiding my offense to being either a cowboy or somebody from New York. But... I was like, uh, New York Cowboy?
0: Nope, that's not a thing.
2: Street Living Cowboy. Street...
0: I think, was that? Naked Cowboy? Urban guy? Cowboy. Or yeah. Urban
2: <laughs> Cowboy, yeah, that's it. Yeah.
0: That was a show once, right?
2: I don't know, i never seen it.
0: Long, long time ago. I, I only remember it from those VH1, I love the 90s, or 80s. But it was cool. I've never been out of the country like that. I've been to Canada Oh yes. I, I like Canada a lot. Yeah, I Canada's uh, great. Niagara Falls, Niagara on the Lake, Toronto, and uh, Montreal. Freaking cold. Yeah. I would love to do Niagara on the Lake again. It was just all wineries.
2: You ever think about going down it in a barrel? Like, that one guy survived. All
0: the time. The whole time I was at Niagara Falls, both times i have been there, that's all I could think about I was, like, that, get me a fucking barrel.
2: Yeah, I know, but you think that they would come up with something like, <laughs> like some type of, like, maybe like a slide, you know what I mean, where you take this boat over to this big platform, and yeah. there's a big slide that goes down the whole thing. And you just have to sit sitting in like this luge. That would be so fun. <laughs> so Do you know Niagara what you're
3: Falls. suggesting they build onto Niagara Falls? Yeah, water park. I'm <laughs> with <him. It's> you. Totally
2: <laughs> one of the wonders of the world. Yeah. Why, Why would water you not park.
0: use just that l- sucker? Looking at it is not enough anymore. I need to go fucking slide down that shit. Straight I need to be able to
3: drop fifty dollars <laughs> and have Niagara Falls <laughs> bent to my will. <laughs> Take that nature. <laughs> it was so fun when you're on like the
0: Niagara Falls. Uh, the uh, Canadian side, we were checking into the hotel and we went there after the wedding and, like, the guy's like, no offense to you Americans, do not go to Niagara Falls American side at night, you will get robbed. Because <laughs> I guess that part, like, Niagara Falls, America, the town in, in New York, is just, like, the fucking ghetto. Like, just yeah. terrifying. It's like a casino and it's just, like, and then Niagara Falls Canada has every like, gambling and liquor and there's, like, shops and... Hell yes.
2: Just,
3: well, it's like we, that like, I hear and what I see in the documentaries now at the bridge border between Detroit and the city on the other side. Oh, uh, like Flint? In, uh, Michigan. Is Flint the next town city? No, but I mean, like, over the border. There's a bridge to Canada there.
0: Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And Canada's threat. And Canada wanted to buy a new bridge and then the, they fought it.
3: But, I mean, that's, like, what you hear about that part. Like, I've been watching yeah. Drugs Inc. lately and there was an episode oh, there yeah. like, you go on the American side of the bridge and it's like one of the most collapsed, you know, depressing cities on earth. So you go to the other side of the bridge and it's a, you know, just a moderately kind of do well. Yeah. You know, Canada town. You know,
0: <laughs> Canada's cool. I love Toronto. I couldn't believe how much I loved it. I'd like to go back there. I really want to go to Vancouver. Let's do a Canada trip. I have a passport. Time off has really kind of gotten in the way of things.
2: Nobody has when,
0: enough time off. Did the, well, I used to, then I left that job. Yeah, I missed my whole amount of time off. <laughs> I took, like, two and a half weeks off for my wedding. I think I took three weeks off for my wedding and job.
2: They didn't let me take time off there. Yeah, I know. They take some time off. No, get your work done.
0: So Maine, man, though, Maine is... I remember being in Blue Hill, Maine and having the best blue cheese I've ever had in my life. Oh, yeah? It was, like, a cigar shop. Che- it was cigars, cheese, and wine shop. Oh, man. <laughs> It's just a little different life. Would you ever live there, you think? You could you could do and,
2: it? And uh heartbeat. That's actually uh that's in that's in the works. You now, know, like, that's in the plans.
0: For income for people up there, what do you do? Is that like a make your own money kind of place? You know what
2: I wanted to do? Trade. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, actually they got a show about that, it's called Downey's Dickering. And they're all in Maine and you know, you buy an Uncle Henry's which is kinda like a you know, it almost looks like an auto trader. and uh, all it is is, you know, people requesting some type of service, you know, paint this or build this or whatever, whatever. So you can go and do jobs like that and make money off Uncle Henry's or this, you know, different things for sale or, you know, you can ask people if they want to do some trading and, you know, things like that, and you turn a profit that way. But what I really wanted to do was get my uh, CDL and my hydraulics license, buy my own tractor, trailer, and excavator, and just sit on an excavator all day.
0: What's in that excavator?
2: Yeah, you know, like, like, like a backhoe, like a big tractor. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah, yeah
0: that would be cool I'd be pretty
2: good like that yeah because
0: my little cousin's growing up in Maine and I just wonder how that will shape her compared to growing up where we grew up but I think it's awesome like
2: I mean I, you know what they say it's maine the way life should be
0: yeah yeah I mean when it where where they live when it gets dark like I mean it gets dark I can see stars and I can't see my hand in front of me
2: yeah yeah it's true
0: I didn't grow up like that it's a I don't know. I used to think I'd want to live in Vermont, but I don't think I do want that anymore.
2: You know what's nice about Maine is that it doesn't matter. I feel like here and and it's maybe being like a shallow person thinking this or whatever, but I feel like here it's about what you have. You know what I mean? Like if you don't drive a nice car, people are like, "Huh, what a bum." You know, so you you feel kind of obligated to have nice cars and, mm-hmm. you know, wear nice clothes and things like that. Whereas okay. Maine like you still want nice things but you don't need them so much like instead of going out and buying a brand new like nice truck you'd be like I'm going to buy myself like some wood or something like huh. you just have to live differently and it's uh you don't have to worry so much about what other people think of you not that you really should i guess anyway but
0: No that's the whole like american mentality of the keeping up with the joneses but yeah. you're right when i when i was in vermont it was just kind of like this the way when i when i went to school in vermont man it was like hippy dippy motherfuckers and then like libertarians who were so far to the right, they were almost left. Almost like you. I mean, the, the, you. I would, I, I've had this conversation in the bar with more than once and people would be like, I do not believe that two homosexuals should get married, but is the, not the government's it's like they would have this whole argument how like they personally don't want gay people to get married but it's the government doesn't have the right to tell them not to get married so like we would both agree on the same thing for different reasons like vermont maine new hampshire it's a very much like i'm gonna live my life up here and you're not gonna fucking bother me i'm gonna and oh my god shooting clay pigeons so fun. Yeah, it is. So much fun. That's great. That's great. It's like the most fun I've ever had. I it, Shooting guns is awesome. Yep. Especially at people. I'll take that out. <laughs> I'm just great. kidding. Shooting no. <laughs> guns and blowing
2: stuff up, you know.
0: It's fucking fun. Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, you can just hand in your man card if you don't like that. I don't care who. Yeah, you I mean, I
0: think sometimes there's that, like, Northeast liberal, like, mentality of, like, not getting political, but, like, how, like, you can, I, like, if you're someone who doesn't touch guns ever, you. View the NRA, and you can view that one way or the other way. But when I was in Vermont, I wasn't shooting guns in the sense of political. It was a, it was literally a sport. We were doing target shooting. Yep, yep. I wasn't thinking about uh, Newtown, Connecticut, when it didn't happen yet, or Columbine, and it just, I don't know. It felt like the rest of the world had kind of stopped when you're up there, and it's like, I'm gonna just gonna be me. I'm gonna go swimming, and I'm gonna eat some delicious food, venison too.
2: Mm. Yeah, definitely the backstrap. Backstrap's the best what's the, yeah 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 yep. can what's you that? eat moose oh yeah hey yes, yeah you can. you can is it bear? good i don't know i haven't had it but I, I wouldn't be opposed to trying it i would try that can you eat moose yeah, oh, yeah. that's that a bear you can eat yep, bear oh, Yeah yes you can they're scary i think it's like i think they prefer the preferred meat is a black bear mm. i believe i'm not sure though um Bears are scary i think that the gun law thing is bullshit i don't know them to be honest well you know you got people walking around saying that guns kill people but that's yeah. dumb that's not even a real statement that's saying like my pencil wrote my essay not me mm-hmm. you know what i mean it takes the person to do something bad with a weapon but it yeah. doesn't mean because people do bad things with weapons that people shouldn't have weapons
0: uh, yeah i'm not educated enough in the gun stuff it does something needs to be done and i think both sides need to shut the fuck up and i get just don't think
2: done. that anybody can say that listen, Ryan, you can't own a weapon.
0: But no one's ever said that to anyone. Yeah, but
2: people are trying to get that said, you know what I mean? Like, you got anti-gun people that think that people shouldn't have any weapons. Yeah. But that's bullshit. Tempered you, you know,
3: with the reality that that's never going to be the case, you know?
0: Oh, so, like, I think, I think the happy medium is, like, you need to be, like... Of course, it's your right to bear arms, but there needs to be some sort of there needs to be something. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know the answer. I, I think both sides. I mean, are both wrong.
3: I've watched. Um, you know, God, I think it was Vanguard before it was taken off the air. On um, was that a network? It was a They're show saying. on a network. I, I can't remember the. Uh, name of the network but it was kind of like a left version of fox that was on cable okay but uh they had this really good series vanguard where they would just do on the ground documentary stuff and i think they were it was new mexico new mexico or arizona but in arizona they would go to these unregulated gun shows and you had you had you had mexican gang members from the cartels just waiting outside the gun shows and buying tons of automatic rifles i mean rifles they're all automatic i think right i don't know but um they're just buying all these rifles with no regulation no transaction just under the table because you know there's just no regulation of this stuff yeah and half the time it doesn't hurt us as much as it hurts you know people away from us yeah yeah so i don't think anybody's talking about like not letting people own a rifle uh,
2: (laughs) But see, the thing is, like, if everybody owned a gun, nobody would ever shoot anybody.
3: I mean, gun
0: culture is different in, like, you know, Arizona, like, New Mexico. Or like it's just like states. all of us
2: have 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 two hands that we can potentially make into two fists and fight somebody. But you don't see everybody fighting every day. Yeah. And if you get into a fight, you get into a fight. You know, if, if it just so happens that you get into a fight with an idiot that has a gun and you both have guns and you both shoot them and both of you die, well, guess what? You're both idiots. <laughs> you know.
0: It's. I think it's more complex, but. I, but you, gun cult it's definitely uh it's definitely that's one of those polarizing subjects for sure though i don't know enough about it
3: but they're really fun to shoot yeah i've only shot one like a couple times in my life yeah. and i enjoyed it you know and... it is it, i i do say
0: it is uncomfortable shit Though i don't know it's weird like i don't think anywhere up here has those laws but like bar there's like laws in uh like the south i think where you could have like concealed weapons and like bars and stuff I think that's unnecessary. That should be one place you no one should have a firearm on them. But in the sense of like sport,
2: fucking fun. It's definitely a ton of fun.
0: It's so much fun. But yeah, I think sometimes the people on the left because I, I, I'm I'm independent. So there are people on the left who go way too far with it.
2: Like, meow, meow, meow. I, I used to yeah. uh, work at a Rod and Gun Club. Where? Over here at Wallum Lake Rod and Gun Club in Rhode uh-huh. Island. It was it wasn't something that I got paid for. Actually, I got paid in ammunition. And uh, I used to sit in the little bunkers where they have the rotator that throws the clay pigeons. And inside the bunker, there was all kind—you of, know—there was tons of boxes of clay pigeons. I used to, just used to load up the hoppers. i just just sitting there and have them fly out and just reload them while other people were shooting. And in turn, uh, they paid me in bullets. <laughs> so then I get to turn after that, you know, and start shooting for cool. free. Oh my god! What is this? Best damn popcorn ever.
3: It's Wachusett butter popcorn. All the pieces are golden. It's the best kind of butter popcorn.
2: Evenly tumbled.
3: Oh, um... What is Duck Dynasty?
0: I don't have cable. I see it everywhere. And I'm, I'm not the controversy stuff. I'm like just... It's just a reality TV show about a bunch of duck hunters, right? Because I don't even know a Big Bang Theory. I've never even seen Big Bang Theory. So those things, I just don't know what they are. Yep. So... Oh my god, this popcorn duck is so Dynasty good. Duck
2: Dynasty is definitely... In my top three, when I
0: watch previews or commercials for it, or see something, I think of you. I'm like, this is something Ryan watches
2: all the time. I probably I don't think I've missed one yet.
0: Where is it located?
2: I believe that's uh, it's either the Discovery Channel, or History Channel, I think.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's like set in Louisiana.
2: Yeah, yeah, I believe it's in Louisiana.
3: There's been a definitely a turn
0: in the culture where like rednecks are now always on TV. Like, there's rednecks. Like, but sometimes, like, I don't know about Duck Dynasty. That one, it seems to actually more celebrate that culture. But Honey Boo Boo was, like, literally just making fun of, like, rednecks, poor white people.
2: Yeah, I mean. Like, that, that is, like, legit. I don't like that show. That's no, me
0: neither. It's, like, I feel bad watching that one.
2: I don't know why it's, uh... I really enjoy watching the shows, but I don't understand why people are making such a big deal out of it. You know, because people aren't... Like, I'm going to be a redneck because it's cool. It's like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. Like, if I wanted to do something today, like, I'd walk out of my house be like, what do I want to do today? Well, I want to get in something powered by six wheels that can go in mud, water, over any terrain, and it floats. Why? Because that's a lot of freaking fun. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, you're a redneck. No, no problem. But I don't think that anybody goes out and, you
0: know... No, it's like hipsters, like... It's like the new hipster thing, like like it's like dressing like coal miners, like you know it's like old timey rednecks is like the new hip cool thing.
2: But I think that that's exactly the point that I'm trying to make is that, yeah. like people that consider themselves quote unquote hipsters, mm-hmm. it's not so much a lifestyle as it is just a fashion statement. Like, oh yeah, I agree. Which is annoying when people you know they'll walk around you know go to the store buy a nice camo shirt just because they're like, huh.
0: But you're like legit. You're like, well, I wear camo because I hunt and I like this. Like you, you know what I mean. That you're like, this is just stuff you actually like.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah I know. True. I think with all culture, but I've been noticing, like, even if you look like at the Brandon for the music, like the top forty, like there's there's almost no line between like country and pop right now in popular music. Per yeah, se. They're definitely blending into each other. Like, it's true. There's like hip hop. There's like rap in that. it is it like Florida Georgia line or whatever. Is that what they're called?
2: Yeah, that, that's one of them. Like
0: roll down the windows and cruise, and then it's like. There's, like, a straight-up rapper in,
2: in a country song. Yeah, a few of them. Okay. Or some of th- sometimes, like, they do it themselves. I'm not really too into it, though.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that's the pinnacle of every culture. Like, there's always... It it always has to, like, mesh with something. Because I wasn't old enough for the rap metal thing to happen.
2: Limp uh, Biscuit. You know, yeah, like, <laughs> biscuit Biscuit. <you> know? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was in love with it, whatever. I had my moments.
2: I just think it's weird, like, if you like one kind of music, like, you can't be like, oh, I love rap, and I love country. I want to hear some rap frickin' country. (laughs) Maybe they don't need to go together. No, they don't need to go together. And you know what? I think what it is is it's a disgrace to... (laughs) Hip-hop and country. (laughs) To the Randy Travis's and the George Strait's and, you know, um, even Johnny Johnny Cash and those, those type of people that made that music what it is, and then these people go and blend it with something that they'd think is wildly... Ridiculous and completely outlandish, but
0: by- why is Taylor Swift considered a country artist still?
2: I don't know, I don't listen to her.
0: She, I I love her, but she's a hundred percent pop. There's no country left in there. Do you
3: listen? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I like her a lot, actually. She used to have some like country touches, but it's all you know, it's always been more pop. It's almost kind of like some of Loretta Lynn's most famous material. It's almost you know, like, like she
2: plays whatever somebody writes her a song for.
0: I think she might be the only one who actually writes it, but like those Florida Georgia dudes, like I'm pretty sure, like I I could be wrong, but it, when I've listened to their music, I'm assuming that there's a, a a big fat guy who works for the label and wrote the songs and picked like you and you, and you're gonna do this and you're gonna call butts tail feathers or whatever the hell the new trending word, is. because like, there is that aspect of music like NSYNC or One Direction is like that, like Simon Cowell picked five young men and then formed a band. It wasn't like. The three of us love music, got together, and then cool shit happened.
2: I think it's just like any other genre of music, though, where there's people that are, I guess, more leaning towards the legendary scale of life. Mm -hmm. And then you have people that are kind of commercialized, like Florida Georgia Line. You know, I don't think that they're bad, and maybe some of their songs I enjoy. Oh, I do. But I don't think that they're like Blake Shelton that... It's completely, like, 100% knows what he is. Are there,
3: I don't think I recognize this name, Florida, Georgia line.
0: It's just a hip song. It's a pop song. It's about, like, rolling your windows down and cruise. I'll have to listen to this. It's, there's a lot of auto-tune. <laughs> That's the song. I got my windows down. <laughs> it's definitely playing off the uh, North Florida, Southern Georgia world in their name. I um I've been watching this thing on HBO called Sonic Highway. It's about the Foo Fighters. Like, they're recording a, one song in like eight different cities. I think it's eight throughout the country. And then it's like a documentary series about each city's music culture. And the one in Nashville, I man, it was awesome. But one of the focus was like Zach Brown Band, who I had never heard of, and he's like a country artist. But it was a lot of people talking about pretty how they pretty good. Yeah, they're really good. And how he really kind of became famous because he, like, kind of said, fuck you to the guy. I don't know the guy's name, but there's a guy who runs Nashville, like, the head of whatever the country music label is. And then he ended up blowing up. But it was, but, like, I didn't know the Bluebird Cafe is, like, a real place. And, like, but listen, like, old country music, it's just sad. Like, before Johnny Cash and stuff, like, old Willie Nelson.
2: Yeah, but see, that's, like, I like that stuff. Yeah. I, I think that that's, uh... That's, like, true country. Yeah, like, you know, he sat down freaking one night maybe, like, I don't know, something Drunk junk, as shit junk, Drunk, he was probably baked out of Well, if it's mind. Johnny,
0: yeah, he's either high or drunk or both, and he might have burned down an entire state forest in California
2: Regardless
0: <laughs> Regardless My dad, if he's listening to this, he's probably, like, screaming, he's like, because my dad loves, like, he knows old country That's what I'm talking folk. about, Mr. Rebel That's yeah. what I'm talking about I one of the one one thing if if Bill if you are listening one of the best things he did I think one of these formative moments in my musical development uh, I, I sat down with him one night to watch a tribute to Johnny Cash when he was alive and Wyclef Jean came out in a full white leather suit and a twelve string guitar and performed a Johnny Cash cover called Julia's Gone and like Johnny Cash is like droves on the ground and I'm pretty sure like he either bought me for Christmas or whatever but he bought me Wyclef Jean's of the Carnival. And that was the first time I saw like a rap artist do like country, and I was like, oh. But I remember like really liking Johnny Cash as a kid because of him.
2: I wonder if people like I really appreciate his music. I think that they're pretty. You know, he used to sing at Folsom Prison and things like that. Yeah, and he it's did. It's all about things that he did, and he made songs out of it. But a lot of the reason why Johnny Cash is who he is is his story.
0: He's a fucking outlaw.
2: <laughs> that badass that motherfucker. Badass. And that's
0: what makes him a legend. Did you do his? Did you guys do his last album before he died? The covers one.
2: No, see, like I wouldn't sit down and just listen. It's, to It's oh, beautiful. Is it?
0: It's he does a nine inch nail covers that like can bring you to tears because
1: he's
3: like
0: eighty. Renan, maybe.
3: Yeah, he covered his uh, cover of Hurt was. Oh huge. yeah, yeah.
1: That
0: was. It was just like you're just like, oh. and he died I think shortly after. Like, he went out on he, top.
2: He was old, yeah.
0: He was real old. But he, I love that shirt, it, that picture of him, which is like, giving the middle finger.
2: But I feel like people back then, when they, you know, like Johnny Cash or, let's see, who, like Elvis or somebody like mm. that, they're as big as they are because there wasn't the social media to get people out there. Oh. There wasn't people lined up to do this kind of work. It was still a newer thing. and. Oh, yeah. You know, people are like, I love Elvis Presley. Mm. And to this day, I don't care if you're four years old, you like Elvis Presley. Like, there's not a damn person in this world that doesn't like Elvis Presley. You could
0: put Elvis on for Gavin and he'll
2: dance. Oh, yeah. So, but he was a talent and and a huge star, and that's why he was the way he was. But again, he had a story. Everybody's got that story, and it's what, you know, I think that's what forms them as the person that they are. Like man, I really like Elvis, but he's a fucking mess, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Especially later, Elvis. Yeah. Does, doesn't he? Who di- blows your brains out on the toilet? Like Gomer Pyle. You Is know? that how he died? It was. Uh, yeah, I, I think so, you're right. Yeah, I believe so. He blew his brains out. He, he
0: like had an aneurysm. Is that right, Brandon? You know things. I just heard that it was or in the bathroom. Or yeah, yeah, I, I think, think it that. was overdose. Yeah. Pegasus. But like when Johnny Cash sang that with that famous line, "I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die." Which now that's nothing, but when that when that happened, that was like uh, we weren't alive, obviously. That was like censorship to the extreme. People like were freaking out, or like when jo- uh, Elvis appeared was on the Merv Griffin show, or I don't know some late night show. They couldn't shoot him above the waist because they thought like young girls would go into like a panic.
3: But, you know, that lyric is so straightforward that you just shared, like, I shot a man of Reno just to watch him die. That's like fucked. A lot of the things that we think, you know, are, oh my god, and violent and songs now are just over the top. That's just like, it. you know, I, it's been so long since I've heard that song, I know which one you're talking about, but it's... The way that lyrics is delivered, like it's an aside, you know, rather than <laughs> over top, that's what's genius about some of his songs. Well, the it's just like it's like the Beatles too. Yeah. Like the
2: Beatles, people were like forbidden to listen to the Beatles because yeah. that was helter skelter, man. Yep, yeah, it was. Uh, it was supposed to be some real bad stuff, but now yeah. you know people kind of just shrug that off. So, mm. like, are, me. are we desensitized? I guess is the thing. I think we.
0: are. I, I mean, it, you know? when I hear it, "I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die," I'm like, oh, whatever. I played Grand Theft Auto 5 yesterday. I shot many of men to watch them die while <laughs> I was playing in the game and hit them with cars. I don't know. It's I I I I just I get fascinated by that stuff. Like I man, I wish I got a, I feel like I've in last year. Like I was such a fucking obsessive with music for years and then I kind of lost it and then now like last few years I've been like obsessed with like podcast and comedy. But now I still am, but now I've been like kind of going back and finding my old records and like yeah, like, and been an interview. I've had a couple people on here who are in bands that I was just fucking adored. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that period of my life. So I think I got to like, do the go back and, like, find all my parents' records. And so My dad was, like, super into folk. So, like, classic rock kind of skipped over me. Yeah. I like it, but I kind of don't like it because it's just been, like, it's kind of always been that background on the radio music. But then, like, Brandon, you, like, can you know more than most people. But yeah, Brendan, you're the kind of guy who's like this solo on this track in the Talking Heads album where they invented internet. Your
2: music is my car, is my friend. Yeah, th-
0: that's a good f- point, and I love that about you. And like whenever we would hang out at your house and you'd put on a song and just fucking go into another world, it's like, yes, that passion. It's so fucking awesome. What song does he invent dial-up
3: in? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, I kind of lifted that description because it was so perfect from some like pitchfork blurb, yeah, I think. Yeah. But like it just nails it like in retrospect uh that song um born under the punches by the talking heads yeah the first song off of in light where adrian Bellu's guitar solo slash sound so good with all the bleeping and blooping but like you have to listen to it but it's just holy shit when that comes oh, in
0: did you hear that thing about Robert plant they offered him like an 800 million dollar contract to reunite led zeppelin and he said no good for him i gave him a lot of credit i think well what a dumbass yeah (laughs) well he's got a lot of money well led zeppelin gets way more credit than they will ever deserve and they'll be the first to tell you because they ripped off all their songs from old blues musicians they're being
3: sued for the millionth time by like all those estates i told you how you know growing up on a previous episode um that I grew up with Led Zeppelin, not just over the radio, but my dad grew up with that, so yeah. I had a lot of exposure to it. So I got tired of it for a few years. So in that few, in that f- like four or five year hiatus, I listened to all sorts of other music, and then I could go back to Led Zeppelin. And now I can tell what's like me in my adult life now, like what I really like about that band that had so many songs under its belt, and they, they're very good. Don't get me wrong and what I can live without in their catalog.
0: So what what music did your parents listen to when you grew up? Were you straight country?
2: Yeah, yeah, for the most part. That's pretty much what it I mean, was. You were the country. But there, there was everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, was, there was some rock and roll in it. And you know what the weird part is, is that I know every single lyric to every single song. The songs I haven't heard from in 10 years, you put it on? You can't have a million lyrics in it, but I know every single one. Oh, yeah. All kinds of music, too. Sometimes
0: I'll hear songs in the car that I used to listen to with my mom in the car. I don't know the artist. I don't know anything about it. But when that song comes on, it's like, I don't even know who sings it, but it's like, the song, the lyric is like, if I could fly, I would lift you up. I would. I don't know. I, I, I'm listening to it in my head right now, and when I have that, it's like you know how song or smell can. It brings me back to a moment I remember being in her fucking Chevy Lumina, driving up uh, the hill. I think it's Miller Ave in Meriden, Connecticut. Coming back from school and just listening to her and her probably singing
2: or something. Yeah. I was like, "Yep." Psychologically, it's weird how you remember that,
0: the, I, and it's just moment. Poor parents, and like you, you could do everything for your child, and they remember the stuff like that. That was just one of the one of the million times she drove me home from school. I remember, but not probably the best present they ever got me when I was like thirteen. It's true, bicycle. Damn, they did good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. This little thing—that's why I love one of my favorite uh, memory, tr- memory triggers. We used to have Sunday dinner at my grandma's house every Sunday before my grandfather died, and she moved into her own spot. And now, um, my apartment. Sometimes, if you walk in and you smell the wood door like she had. And if there's coffee or sauce also being made at the same time, there's a split second where I can just like I have a complete like flashback visualization I'm in that house and I'm going to see people who aren't even alive anymore. It's fucking trippy. I love it. Yep. I love that stuff.
2: You got I think that's probably a good reason why well I g I'd consider you still work in human services because you teach humans. But Yeah. I think that's why I don't know. That's why I like my job so much. Like I love trying to figure out how other people think of things, yeah. By using the way that I think of things to think of things,
0: and we all worked in mental health or still do, so we were also working with people who weren't
2: thinking straight. Yeah, but that's the fun part about it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like if somebody's ready to pop off on you and have like this complete meltdown, I always put myself in the situation of. Let me think about if I can get this mad and what I'd want somebody to say to me to help me mm. feel better about the situation, and be able to calm down.
0: You were good at deescalations. That was a compliment. They're hard to hear. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I, appreciate that. <laughs> I know we're men, but yeah, and you were. And I think a lot of people are always kind of thrown off by you because you were like more of a macho, like a tougher guy. But like, yeah, you could, you know, Laura Brown told me one of the best things when someone's like really, really going off the best, like screaming, mental health, mental issues or not, the best thing to do is to whisper. So if someone's yelling at you, you respond with whispering. Yeah, because they
2: have to force themselves to listen to you.
0: Yeah. So they're like, where are you? I'm sorry. I just need you to come down. I'm like, huh? Yeah. I miss her. She was cool. You and her were a lot of like, with uh, like, you both worked in mental health and then liked guns and like cool stuff.
2: Yeah. She was definitely sweet.
0: Yeah. She's a cool girl. I, I liked her. Yeah. Who else? Well, if you think anyone else we used to work with listened to. Hello, everybody.
2: What's up? Miss you guys.
0: Miss you guys. Maybe Sarah will listen. Maybe Mike. Mike, We definitely need to
2: do one with all of us, and Mike can say so. Oh, Mike and
0: Seiko. Absolutely. He'll come up or come down any time.
2: I don't think I've ever had a
0: bromance, but I think I had a bromance. Mike and Seiko. I love him. I I bet he's not listening. He's the easiest person. There's like, Mike, come on the show. All right. And then I'm like, have you ever (laughs) listened to it? No. But it was fun.
2: <laughs> this is definitely a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: um, I, don't, I don't. We're actually hitting an hour. We can go forever, but uh, the one thing I want, I actually wrote down. I hit everything. You know, I'll be a, I'll, I'll be very honest. I the more I write, is the less comfortable I am with interviewing someone because I'm afraid there's going to be awkward silences. And for you guys, I wrote down like six things because I was like, this is going to flow. <laughs> um, you and Brandon, I call the fair. Like you are like the the modern day odd couple. And it's amazing. (laughs) Me and a Yeah, like, you guys are so different. I mean, politically, uh, well, I mean, you're the same race and the same
3: gender. Mostly politically. (laughs) Like, pretty different interests. Like, Ryan is definitely more um, extrovert as well, how he deals with things. Whereas I'm, like, introspective, and you gotta take a while for me to, like, verbalize things, but...
2: I don't know. So...
3: Introverts and extroverts work well together, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know what the thing was is that me and Fishwick we worked together and everything like that, and it was it was cool because you know we share a lot of the same interests and things, and we, we became best friends. We hang out every Friday night and sometimes odd days during the week and stuff, and you know we became real good friends. And what shift? Definitely did, a lot different. Did though.
3: you guys work a shift together that like? Because sometimes I find the jobs no, I don't I've really worked. think so. I no? think what started this was uh, Ryan was having like this big general like. uh fireplace like come hang out at my place yeah thing. yeah and he invited everybody and uh i got off of work and i had like nothing else lined up i was like fuck it i'll go hang out with people and have some drinks and glad to know we were your
2: last resort fish Thanks a lot.
3: <laughs> well no it's just that i didn't really know you a lot of you guys still at that time so it was like there was a good opportunity to, like you know try to get to know people like i said, I'm naturally like introvert so mm. I had some drinks and then, you know, I kinda let some of my humor come out a bit and I ended up like staying until like one or two in the morning, whatever was three or four people. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, you know. Yeah.
0: I think with every culture the common denominator is always getting high and drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like of anyone I've ever met of every culture, of every walk, if you meet like the proverbial like urbanite like gangster and then put him next to like uh the hardcore redneck Give them a little bit of cannabis and some booze, and they're just going to get along. I mean, like, anyone I've ever met, like, that's always, all all cultures throughout, like, human history, every culture that ever exist has had some sort of mind altering. Uh, there's always been alcohol.
2: Are we allowed to talk about marijuana? you can say whatever you yeah. we
0: want. We'll, I, just, I can take out whatever words you don't want in there.
2: No, I just wanted to give my opinion.
0: Do you think it should be le- Well, all right, let's talk about pot, because we're in Massachusetts. Medical
3: is happening? Happened? It's been stalled, but it's coming around. Um, Milford's getting one. It is. The dispensary. And yeah. In two years, uh, few organizations within the state w- will most likely be doing the petition process to put recreational on the uh, referendum. For will the you next be part of that, you think? Uh, I'll, I'll definitely help grab signatures. It's mm-hmm. It'll be for a sensible policy reform. Was it Washington did this? Colorado, D.C. didn't. No, D.C. didn't criminalized. D.C. Uh, no, D.C. legalized recreational use. I think. I need to plan a trip. Um, <laughs> I don't. Uh, <laughs> um, two years ago, Colorado and Washington state mm-hmm. did, and this year I think Oregon and Alaska voted yes. in favor of it.
0: Now, do you think whoever comes into office in 2016 is like that's the next thing? Well, because Obama was actually a, quite the asshole about it at first. He was shutting down same as immigration. He went very hard on it, and then it just kind of was like,
1: hmm.
3: "Well, I think what I love about the state level politics and different ways, like especially referendum balances, is it forces it on the agenda if enough people get organized." So we have. Four states, the District of Columbia, and then you can bet your boots in 2016 there's going to be like four or five other states that mm-hmm. have referendum abilities that are going to put it on there. And if you have politician or you know people running for leadership in this country who are against it, they're obviously going against the tide at that point.
0: Well, Obama was against it. When he ran. But it's fair to say attitudes towards cannabis have shifted drastically in this country.
3: Yeah, In the last, like, 15
0: years. It's Even, been like, radical. four years. That's like, yeah, because
2: everybody smokes the shit. Pretty much. But When I was
0: a kid, I used to think that adults didn't... I, when I was really young, I went, you know, drink or whatever when I was, like, 21 and legal. <laughs> but when I was really young, I used to have this idea that, like, when you're a kid, you can do bad things. And when you got older, adults were like... You know when you're still young enough where you don't realize that adults are just humans? Like, your parents have flaws? Yep. And I remember thinking, like, yep, man, it's going to suck getting older. I can't do anything fun because no one drinks or does drugs. Like, I remember even thinking, like, how do you even get alcohol when you're, like, 40? And I was like, oh, it's just given to you even at work events and everywhere that you go. <laughs>
2: yeah, My thing with marijuana is is that I like drinking booze, you know? I yeah. don't, maybe I drink once a week. Maybe not at all. But the thing is, is that that, that's legal. But you get people that become alcoholics. Alcoholics. And, you know, they need all kinds of treatment to get better or they die. But then you have people that smoke pot and can just stop whenever they want. And, you know, maybe they call them a pothead. So fucking what? Who has heard about anybody getting into an accident because they smoked weed or getting into a fight because they smoked weed? Nope, it just brings people that don't usually hang out together It to brings uh, the
0: Kenny Chesney fan and the NWA fan to hang out in that weird event.
2: Yep, I mean, you get a lot
0: <laughs> and, I mean, And no one's ever died from it. I mean, not like one person died once by accident. No one has ever even died once.
2: Except for, except for in Colorado. You know, they had that massive overdose after they... Uh, oh, after they... they the, yeah. <laughs>
3: That was so funny. Yeah, the satire article and people thought it do. was real. Like I knew it. Yeah, there's people reproducing. Like I knew it. And you just read the details. Like 19 year old after 20 year old for <laughs> to the ER. For the, the, the funny thing, I think the our, the,
2: the title. They're was, all coming in in body bags.
0: The, even the website was like fake and people were just, <laughs> like, "This is not real dot com" or something. Um <laughs> So how do how do you feel as Massachusetts residents? Is that I mean you're going to
3: profit. Your state profits immensely off of it. Well, I think so. what, what's going to be really important the public's participation in the implementation. Um, if the public settles for the you know, the leaders, you know, making it super expensive with the tax, then that's what's going to happen. If people speak up and say, "Look, I'm willing to pay a tax on it." But, you know, don't turn it into, like, an expensive commodity. Like a
2: cigarette tax.
3: Yeah,
0: cigarette How much do cigarettes cost? I don't I don't know.
2: Well, actually, I roll my own now, so they only cost me about $2 a pack. But, but before... traditionally, they're about, you know, close to $9 a pack. You know, you can get parliaments about $10, $11 a pack. It's absurd. I think
3: people should be willing to pay for legal weed what they um, pay for, you know, different alcohol. quality alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're going to buy... A package, call it half ounce or an ounce of like some really good stuff, you know. Be ready to pay like forty to sixty bucks for it, uh-huh. you know. And that includes like a tax incentive. You look at these states that have legalized and have rolled out with their um, recreational legal use; they have so much extra money in their coffers now. You talk about how you can't repair roads or install, you know, better transportation systems. Here's some more money for you, Colorado. I did. You see, their surplus it was just like. They almost have so much money they don't know to do with it. Yeah, build up your rainy day fund again. The last state's lost their rainy day fund in the last recession. Now know, um, either build it up or you know perk things up that you haven't been able to afford. That's what taxing. One of the is about. most
0: fucked up things is I read this article about how schools can't afford metal detectors, so they're cutting music programs. I mean, sadly, the things I like are always the things that get cut first. But it's just like pump it to public health, pump it into education. Like, let's do it. Let's do it right. It needs to be a federal level. Do you think there'll be a day where the Supreme Court sees
2: it? I just wish that there was a day where... Not to deviate or anything, but I'm going to anyway because it's a podcast. That's all we do anyway. I'm really sick and tired of everything always getting cut. The school systems, things in the school systems get cut all the time. Teachers get cut, other types of faculty members. But also, we'll go back to the human service field. They (sighs) always want to suck money away from funding for people. Like, I have a person... They would be happy to cut a hundred thousand dollars a year out of his funding. Mm. What does that do for him? Nothing. It makes everything worse. What yeah. does it do for me? It makes my job twice as hard. <sighs> yep. And and all it is is to save a hundred dollars that they get from us anyway.
0: And the thing is, like, they 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 always want to cut money from programs that already get no money. So the pro- say there's a program that has all the money in the world. They come after your budget, and you're like, we are. We're making up one point five percent of your entire year's budget, taking fifty grand from us, fucking triples us and doesn't save your does not save your state 50 grand by any means other meanwhile there's another section of the budget that has um when i worked in rhode island they would always go after the dd community when i was working at the dd yeah and this is a a a section that was taking maybe 0.5 to 1 percent of your budget and they're threatening to cut and slash it in half because of the budget cuts and then you would see like the pensions and all which i'm not anti-pension but rhode island specifically there was a lot of uh of extremely I don't know. It was all due back to our corrupt mayor, Buddy Cianci, gave all city workers that he was friends with like outrageous pensions that were like in the city. So on that level, but like and what a firefighter and cop and I believe in public service and those people deserve pensions. But there's people who's taking home like pensions that are like destroying your budget, and then people who are making under eleven dollars an hour. They're like, well, we're gonna make it a little bit less. And they're like, well, maybe you can take money elsewhere. Maybe the pensions wasn't the best example. The but,
2: thing is, is that you know it was just like you said you take 50,000 away from a nonprofit or something that's crippling that could potentially shut down your nonprofit yeah. if it's a small enough company but instead of the state doing that you give them 20 grand and it'll be astronomically better and we say and a, a
0: good nonprofit like where we had worked ultimately is saving the state hundreds of millions of dollars
2: it's preventative you know what i mean mm-hmm. It's you know, people have health insurance and things like that, and you go to the doctors for a yearly physical for preventative measures. Ugh. You know, and, and I hate to be the one that says this, but it's only going to take one time where somebody doesn't do something right and somebody gets hurt because of it for them to flood, you know, the human service sector with funding that allows people to do their jobs and do it <laughs> right. You wonder why things happen. Well, it's because the state doesn't provide you money to hire qualified people. To pay them a decent amount of wage to live, are you going to like deal with people that have escalating behaviors, potentially potentially physical and aggressive, mm. for ten fifty an hour, or are you going to work at McDonald's for nine fifty an hour? You know, like
0: yeah, I, well, and well, that DCF thing up here where like the kid went, died, I don't know the full story. The kid, uh, the, a kid was found dead, and then they like the whole shit show around it, but then it just turned out that you're giving these poor DCF workers like caseloads of like 60, and I mean, they're making money, but they're also not like, these aren't like high-powered CEOs making half a million. Like, they're making a living, and a child was found dead because of these people. Like, I have a caseload of 60, and like, I can't
3: even function. It's sad. I just, I don't know. I think, And it feels uh... like when you're on that, on the front lines of human service work, like we were in uh, Massachusetts, In a way, like you love the work, but it felt like I have not just the company I work for, like doing oversight of me and making sure I'm doing my job right. But I get paid, and we get funded, shit, and you're you're subjected to so much, you know, rightfully so, but so much government oversight. And you're like, but I'm at the bottom of the chain, and I make like like, I'm lucky to make twelve fifty or thirteen at like a good organization, you know.
0: And I found the stress, one of the many reasons I ended up leaving where I left was, like, the stress of work I can handle. I can handle stress from work. But I can't be handle stress from work and then come home and be like, I can't afford the life I live. And my life is not very extravagant by any means. Granted, I just went to Italy, but that was saving some wedding money. But, like, you know, so it's like, if I'm going to be stressed out as shit and, like, bust my ass, I need to have a fucking nest egg. And I want to not be panicking about, like, heat. Oh, no, It's cold. And stuff like that. Fuck poverty. Drops the mic. Motherfucker. <laughs> Why are we so angry now?
3: But then... Arr! We are talking about how, like, there's not enough money for people, but to bring it back to the original topic, like, drug policy, for example, in order to go on the current path that we take, which is, like, heavy-handed enforcement and imprisonment. so expensive. Um, it's so expensive. It can cost, you know, on average, like $45,000, 50000 a year to imprison somebody for even just, like, low-level distribution. You know what I mean? Or at least nonviolent distribution. And what happened two years ago? Annie Dukin, the chemist in Massachusetts, with, was getting away with tons of, like, possible um, ta- uh, evidence tampering. Under our system of incentivizing high prosecution rates, so now our court system is going to be clogged to hell for po- potentially years reevaluating these cases, which oh, costs us uh, more
0: money. And then the privatized prisons. Which do you guys watch John Oliver the last week tonight? Nope. you would love it, Brandon. I've seen a few episodes. It's made for you. Well, I, that's why I'm with you, Ryan. Like, let's all fucking move to Maine and not worry about there things. You go. Yep. But I mean, it. Maine has a budgetary problem, except they probably put a lot more into snow removal. Well, you know
2: what? <laughs> it's true. But it just goes like anything else. You know, for a human service agency, um, you got to work like and do your job, which is like hard enough because you have to manage every aspect of somebody's life. But then on top of it, you have to do like extra things like fundraising. Ugh. and work twice as hard at that because you have to supplement what you're not getting. Yeah. But that goes the same as Maine, you know what I mean? Like, you, you can work, you're not going to make a lot of money, but then you're going to have to do some trading and dickering on the side to make up, you uh, know, Do you do
0: fundraising where you are?
2: Oh, yeah. Tons of fundraising. I just did some uh, wow. fundraising today, and, you know, we come up with different things to do, and, you know, we do a really good job with it.
0: That's one that's of Victoria's, like, big parts of her job. She does she's fundraising for a nonprofit. Yeah, I went private, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but but of course there's the whole you might lose your job any moment <laughs> but you can never really win I know you know what you. I was watching this is like maybe a year or two ago I was watching the first episode of the Wonder Years and uh yeah bringing it back it was on Netflix one day I was like oh yeah and then the dad hates his job and he worked it every day for 30 years and I was like and so I'm like watching Victoria and I'm like why the fuck would he stay in a job he hates for 30 years but I guess like that mobility didn't exist just to switch professions like it did like in our general I mean, I'm older than, not by much both of you but we're all young men and we've already worked multiple more than one place by the, our young age Like, but there's people like in that show like you used to like get a job out of high school or college and you stay there for like 30 years so it's
2: factory people, man. Which but then, they're all gone. Yeah, there's no more factories, so that's why people don't do that. But, like, oh, that's a good point. I don't ever get up every day and think that I'm going, like, uh, I don't want to go to work. Like I'm, like, just going to my second house, you know, that's just the way it goes. Oh, yeah. So I forgot what we
0: were just talking about, but we just, um, I'm sure it was great. We could probably wrap it up. Did I miss anything? Anything? Any other topics you guys want to hit before we wrap up?
1: I can't think of anything. No, I'm excited for that. Well, thank you guys so much.